This is the WOKV Spotlight on 104.5 WOKV. All this week, we're going to be spotlighting the Jaguars in the postseason and the test on Saturday night under the uh, lights against the uh, L.A. Chargers. But before we bring in Brent Martineau on that. Wide open! Touchdown, dogs! Touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Georgia demolishes TCU for a second consecutive college football playoff national championship. 65-7. Brent, did you see that score coming? We knew Georgia was the dominant performance, right? Yeah, I kind of, you know, it's an interesting deal, right? Think about it in the NCAA tournament, March Madness. When you get that Cinderella run, uh, sometimes you get a blowout in that final four. We got such good semifinal games with those two performances, and TCU was Cinderella, and I just didn't think Georgia played well against Ohio State. They escaped that game. They were very fortunate, and the better team was definitely Georgia, I think, on paper, and it played out that way. Now that the tune is 65-7, to wow, it's historic now what Georgia's doing, back-to-back titles. Remember, Rich, they hadn't won a national championship in more than 40 years, and Kirby Smart has brought two in a row to Athens. Diana, what a story, Steph. And Bennett is, and that transitions us to the story of our own quarterback and a, uh, a winning performance that he has had both at the college level and now he is tasting winning throughout the year. You know, you look at streaks in the NFL and you say, with parity, how can they keep a winning streak going? But does the season really start anew now as we often hear the cliches from uh, all the players and coaches? I think it does, but if you look at the winning streaks in the NFL right now, how do you feel about the San Francisco 49ers? Very good. How do you feel about the Cincinnati Bengals? Very good. How do you feel about the Buffalo Bills? Very good. Well, they have won 10, 8, and 7 in a row, respectively. Next on that list, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's who the Jags are in the conversation with, and everybody feels good about all those other teams. So why don't we feel good about the Jacksonville Jaguars? The answer is we do. (laughs) The Jags, you should feel good about. They are playing very good football now, and I think they left a lot on the table, especially that young quarterback and the offensive side of the football on Saturday night. So if you're Coach Doug Peterson, what conversations are you having, uh, having and what sort of cleanup process are you doing in this week? I don't think this is crazy like panic. Oh, my gosh, we didn't play well. I just think this is let's get back to really focusing on the details. Uh, I said this right after the game. I think the offense is going to play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder in practice this week, while the defense is going to play with this swag and confidence that, look what we've done over the last month. We're going to keep it rolling. And both ways to attack practice in this Saturday night game are okay. I just think we're going to get the best of the Jags offense of the last month coming up on Saturday night against the Chargers, and I think it's going to be needed because the Chargers offense is good too. So I'm a lifelong, and it's scar tissue. I'm a lifelong Lions fan, so I have a lot of scar tissue, but I did go back and watch the second half against Green Bay, and a couple of things stood out to me in watching that game from Sunday night, Brent. It was that they were uh, playing loose, and they took some risks and even brought in some new plays. Might we see a similar thing with Jacksonville playing loose and even introducing some some new plays for that big home run, perhaps? Well, I think in this atmosphere, you can do it. I didn't like the trick play that ended up in a fumble by Doug Peterson on this past Saturday against Tennessee because I thought the Jags were the better team. They just didn't need to do that. I think in games like this, sometimes you have to steal something, and both coaches are very aggressive. Brandon Staley, he went for it on his own like 18-yard line early in the football game a few weeks back. Nobody does that. Doug Peterson has been super aggressive in his career, so I would think he will continue that. He has backed off his aggressive nature to a degree, like going for it on fourth down at midfield and kicking more field goals than he did earlier in the season. The Jags don't need to be crazy risky in this game. Maybe when you play Kansas City or the Bills or the Bengals, if you get that far, you might have to do something 
like out of the norm, but I don't think you have to do that against the Chargers. I think they feel like they match up pretty well against them. Let's leave on this. Since we started with Georgia, let's round it out. Something uh, is a lot bigger than just a pigskin. Did you see the emotional Tim Tebow last night on ESPN? He was named to the College Pro Football Hall of Fame, talked about his grandfather who helped him motivate him to play. What a moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. I just uh, actually just caught it uh, moments ago and uh, part of a terrific class for the College Football Hall of Fame and really one of the most impactful players in college football history and will go down as one of the greatest players in college football history. Might not have translated into the NFL, but we know all about Tim Tebow and what he's done to impact the game ever since he left the game. But don't forget, Tim Tebow was one of the greats of all time on the field at the University of Florida, and he's from right here in Northeast Florida. Awesome to hear and to see, and we'll hear much, much more on Georgia's dominance and a lot more Jags coverage this afternoon, 3 till 6. Brett and Friends on ESPN 690, hardest working man in uh, the biz right now, especially on a busy week.